You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today the business at hand is the business of preparing future generations to be skilled in many aspects of film and television production. And we're going to be offering a close-up view of those various aspects of career preparation. The uh, film and television industry in Georgia has thrived in the last uh, decade or two, and in no measure uh, because of support from many organizations, or I should say a handful of, of pivotal organizations, such as the Georgia Film Commission. And the future of the industry looks brighter than ever because of organizations like the Georgia Film Academy in partnership with the University System of Georgia. And to share more about the mission and the role of the Georgia Film Academy with the larger Georgia film industry, we have Joshua Lee. He's a secondary education and academics manager within the University System of Georgia, working for the Georgia Film Academy. Welcome to the Business Hour, Josh. Hey, thanks, Ron. Really appreciate you having me here. Well, Josh, for uh, listeners who are not uh, familiar um, with the film industry in Georgia, um, and I dare say when I, when I travel around the country, uh, and for that matter, even here in Georgia, if you don't live uh, in Atlanta and a, and a part of Atlanta or in one of the towns where there's production going on, and... Um, there are signs posted uh, for crew members to go uh, this way or that way, and you know things are in production. You see entire parking lots of churches overtaken by uh, the the production crews. Um, they may see uh, catch glimpses of Jim, Jennifer Aniston uh, or uh, one of the big stars uh, in, a, in a restaurant. But if you're not here and you're not one of the communities where there's a lot of production going on, you, you don't really know that the film industry here in Georgia rivals the film industry in New York and Los Angeles and that we are number three and that we have vacillated into the number one spot for either revenue or numbers of productions. But tell us a little bit about that, Josh. Yeah. Well, for some context, in 2008, we, we were at $211 million in revenue or economic impact. In uh, 2018, we were $9.5 billion in economic impact. And you referenced productions. Uh, we, we're up to 455 productions here in Georgia in 2018. And, and w- as you, you were also referencing, we were number one for feature films because of all the blockbuster movies. So we're actually number five in the world, as you mentioned, number three in the States for number of productions and uh, number one for features. So it's crazy to see the, the real impact. I, and I know that they just released maybe a month ago the, you know, the economic spending or the, the spending from industry had gone up from $2.6 billion last year to 2.9 this year. So we're seeing continued growth, and, you know, we think that this is just the beginning, honestly. Well, and uh, uh, some people might be familiar that we have uh, ongoing television productions like The Walking Dead. But what, what, what that says is that that bodes well for the future, particularly with franchises. Uh, some of the Marvel productions uh, have uh, taken place here, and uh, that means there'll be more Marvel uh, productions, presumably. We have um, Screen Gems 
we have the Tyler Perry Studios, which has been in operation for a while, even though they've made a big splash very recently, uh, sort of in a grand opening fashion, but also uh, the Pinewood Studios. And one of the things I noticed was that the Pinewood Studio uh, complex that's just outside of uh, Atlanta actually rivals the Pinewood complex that's just outside of London. They're, they're both approximately 30 miles uh, outside uh, of London and Atlanta, respectively. But one of the ways that uh, the magnitude of a studio, the, you know, the size of an operation uh, is measured is by uh, sound studios. Uh, um, and uh, I think there are actually more uh, sound studios here uh, in Atlanta. Uh, and that means technical um talented craftspeople behind the scenes and that kind of brings us to what the Georgia Film Academy does to supply the the, the studios uh, not directly necessarily although we'll talk about that but you're involved in in those formative stages for young um, technical talent um, and tell us a little bit about um Exactly, or give us an overview of the Georgia Film Academy's role, uh, and then we'll drill down into talking about your role and some of the specifics. But tell us about how the Film Academy came into existence and uh, a little bit about the mission. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So my supervisor likes to call the Georgia Film Academy Governor Deal's Deal to ex- to uh, address the exploding film and television industry that's here. So. What was happening is all of the, we, you know, we saw we were seeing this economic increase where all of these productions were coming from LA, they were coming from New York, they were coming here to take advantage of the tax credit, but they were bringing in all of the positions. So it wasn't actually Georgians working on these film sets; it was people from LA and people from New York, and it wasn't sustainable for them. It wasn't sustainable for us. So Governor Deal created the Georgia Film Academy to train interested employees or interested and talented um, people to come work on film sets. So in t- we launched in January 2016, and we're actually under the university system of Georgia. So any university system and technical system can technically offer our program. So we're currently at 23 different institutions across the state, and students enroll in our classes the same way they would for any other class at their institution. So we're a three-semester program um, with the first semester being known as GFA-1, which is Intro to Onset Production, and that really focuses on the various departments and the life of working on a film set. So it really exposes you and trains you to what a film set's really like because there's a lot of misconceptions about that, right? Most people think holding a camera and posting a video on YouTube is the same as working on a film set. Well, we bring in industry professionals that have created really great curriculum and training, and uh, we train at our various hubs, which I can talk about in a second, and um, students get exposed to all levels of production from sound to grip to uh, you know, art department, etc. cetera. Um, so that's the first course. And no matter what students want to do through the Georgia Film Academy, they have to take that first course at the college level. And then the second course that they have to take is known as a specialty craft course. So we started with three specialty craft courses in 2016. It was um, lighting and electric, set set construction and scenic painting, um, and grip and rigging. And those three were the main courses that we were offering because that's where the jobs were. 
So, and we can talk about that also in a second. But um, so it was through the high demand career initiative that we developed those three courses. And same deal, we brought in instructors and industry professionals to come lead those courses in curriculum development and training. Um, and then since then, we've expanded. We are now partners with Avid, which is the post-production company for film and television. And we offer Avid courses uh, as a specialty craft course. We also offer uh, special effects and makeup, or special makeup effects, sorry, that's the name, uh, where students get to come and actually create zombies. Uh, and then finally, this upcoming semester, we're launching uh, production accounting and office management. So that we have six options for students to take as a specialty craft course, depending on where they think they might want to go in the industry. And then the third semester can be an internship, and it's really what's kind of the secret sauce of the Georgia Film Academy. So we're the only film and television workforce development program that has a contract with the labor union. So with that contract, we're able to place students on the various productions, some of which you've already named, Walking Dead, Stranger Things, all of the Marvel movies that have come here, which have been a lot, Um, you know, Bad Boys 3, Ozark, the list goes on. So... That's a really highly competitive program. So if students do really well in their first two semesters, they can then be placed on an internship where they're actually spending four four weeks it's paid on one of these uh, films that I just mentioned. And they're, they're not just getting coffee. They're actually doing some real hands-on work um, t- to be exposed to what it's like to be on the film set. It's kind of their shot, right? We're giving them their kind of foot in the door. So, yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. that's uh, one of the most uh, uh, influential aspects uh, of the Georgia Film Academy is that you get that exposure through those internships, and it's r- real exposure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's it's exposure to professional, <clears throat> large scale productions, but also for them to get exposure. So it's two way exposure. So they're learning, but also it's their moment to shine and. Uh, you know, people forget that if 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 you will look at the uh, credits following any production, almost any production, but certainly the the big uh, blockbuster, the all the Marvel series, the, uh, uh, hundreds of people are involved in post production for sure. But there are hundreds of people involved, and and you know when you talk about uh, set and uh, rigging, I mean those guys and women. Uh, are uh, kind of jacks of all trades. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 they're in there and when somebody has this request to like uh move that mountain, um they're trying to figure out, hmm, how do I uh, change that around to um create this perspective change, lighting change, the set design, working with the set designers, working with the lighting people, but you know, so you become a, a jack of all trades and you you're really I think learning probably just an awful lot uh, in the hands-on uh, part of the um, part as part of that internship, you know, we you mentioned the, the Walking Dead. Uh, we we both did. Um, it's because it's one of the most prominent television productions uh, in the world. Uh, and uh, when you talk about um, hair and makeup, <laughs> that's got to be one of. There's got to be a large army of hair and makeup people that are meticulously putting together all the zombies. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean that alone. Um, for someone who is thinking about uh, hair and makeup, that kind of exposure is incredible. Um, and l- walk me through how, m- how many interns at a time uh, and for what duration might they be on, on any given set? Um, yeah, great question. So, yeah, so it, 
something I wanted to note. You know, you typically the average film has a hundred to five hundred jobs available for to work on a set. The Marvel movies are somewhere between three thousand and five thousand jobs, which is pretty incredible. But but skipping ahead to the internship, which you just asked about, so it really depends. Is the short answer on what productions are here and what productions are looking for interns. And typically it's four weeks that come with our internship program. And, um, yeah, so that's that's in short. Yeah. The um, the um, the nature of these productions, again, uh, you just mentioned, you know, 100 to 500 for smaller productions, 3,000 to 5,000 5, for a Marvel production means there's going to be lots and lots of opportunities. And, and we're going to be taking a break. When we come back, I want to say a little bit more about how, um, talent used to be imported and how now you are growing internal talent and that those people are part of that the whole economic uh, uh, picture here in Georgia. We're here with Josh Lee of the Georgia Film Academy. We'll be m- back with Josh to talk more about uh, the behind-the-scenes role uh, that he plays in how the Georgia Film Academy supports the film industry here in Georgia right after this break. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Josh Lee of the Georgia Film Academy. Joshua is a secondary education and academics manager with the University System of Georgia working uh, for the Georgia Film Academy. And we've been talking about the role of the Georgia Film Academy in supporting the Georgia 
film and television industry. And uh, while we were on break, we were talking about all the different aspects that people just aren't aware of that support that industry. And I know when I talk to people in in other states, particularly when it's another state where there is a, a film and television uh, industry, uh, in fact, talking with relatives uh, in North Carolina that work with the Wilmington Studios, you know, they they cited our, our tax credit system as being the singular biggest factor. And it and it could be, but it's but it's by no means the only factor. It's it's the support mechanisms and totality uh, from uh, looking into the future at the Georgia Film Academy. But there are um, businesses that support uh, the industry, and um, from uh, location uh, selection, you know, private um, uh, location scouting uh, sources to the internal mechanisms of the Georgia Film Commission where every single county, and there are a lot of counties, I think Georgia has one of the highest per capita number of counties uh, in the country, and so for every county there is a uh, location um, scout, if you will, and a production company coming to town, much less the existing production companies. If you're in Montana and you want to come to film in Georgia, uh, and you have some specifications for a river, a waterfall, you know, uh, bucolic farm scenes. Uh, we have many and many counties, but, you know, you'll get back um, still images and, I, I don't know, you may get video of some of the locations, but there's a lot of support to the industry that's way behind the scenes that all adds up to um, wooing uh, production and, and keeping production facilities uh, here in in Georgia, uh, I want to go back to uh, the Georgia Film Academy, and and Josh, tell me about um, your role and and when in the arc of the evolution of the, of the Georgia Film Academy, they they realized that they needed someone in the role of secondary education and academics manager, and 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 you might start with how you would describe that position. Sure, yeah. Well, so I think it might be helpful to describe our mission vision at Georgia Film Academy, which is to build a permanent and sustainable film and television industry here in Georgia. So to do that, you got to build the entire ecosystem of the film industry here. So what that means, so, you know, we like to say we have a fantastic production industry, and that's what we've been talking about, but but the writer's rooms and the post-production the other two big components of the film industry, distri- distribution is, could be argued as one as well, are all done still in L.A. and New York. So at the Georgia Film Academy, you know, we're focused on building that full ecosystem and that full pipeline for training and talent. So, so um, that being said, you know, I think it was realized, and even not only by demand, but just by the kind of nature or the arc of building this industry, you've got to start at the high school level. You've got to start at the secondary level. So, you know, that said, um, principals, parents, students nonstop are reaching out to the Georgia Film Academy. How do I get my kids exposed? They really want to work here. How do we start training some of these students and exposing them at a young age so that they can be more prepared when they get up to the USG level or to where they get to old enough to work on a film set? Um, so that's why I was brought on. So my role, as you as you mentioned, secondary education and academics manager. 
I oversee, and I'm working a lot with extended education, so some other initiatives that are similar to high school, but also kind of uh, that extend off of uh, um, of that specific education pathway, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. You had mentioned earlier that there were 23 schools. Mm-hmm. Um are those uh, that include high school and college, or it those were college? Mm-hmm. So those are just university. through the University mm-hmm. System of Georgia. So university systems and technical systems, mm-hmm. and that includes UGA, Kennesaw State, Georgia State, uh, Clayton State, Savannah Tech. I mean, the list goes on to, to equal twenty three. And how about on the high school level? Mm-hmm. Because you know, I had originally contacted you mm-hmm. because I knew of a uh, young lady who. Was a uh, she's a budding uh, uh, film producer. You know, she she had her hands in uh, uh, video production, music, um, dance. Um, I, I I just think she's on her way to one day being a, a director producer. And I I she was a little young. She was fourteen years old, which might make her a, a little young for some of the high school programs. But um, I got the impression from you that. You know, you're you're thinking about um, making the program responsive to w- younger and younger age mm-hmm. groups because talent exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us about where and and, and uh, how many high schools are yeah. involved and what kinds of programs the high schools offer. Sure. So yeah. So we started. Um, First, so I I did a bunch of research to start, which was contacting districts, local county districts, and asking, you know, how can we best support? And almost unanimously it was our teachers need content knowledge. So they need training so that they can in turn impact their students, which made a lot of sense to us because we can only have so much with the number of high school students there are and with our small team, um, you know, there's only limited impact. So what we started to do or what we began with was training ABTF or audio video technology and film teachers from across the state. So that, that course is essentially what teaches students or exposes high school students to film. And I, I used to be a, a ABTF teacher um, once upon a win. Um, but so we created a two week training program. So we took GFA 1, which is what I mentioned earlier, and we condensed it to a two week training program. We aligned it to Department of Education state standards. Um, we actually created a nine-unit curriculum that included about 50 PowerPoints. It has tests, rubrics, projects, scripts. I mean, you name it. It's pretty thorough. And, so, and are those uh, um, uh, uh, teaching tools, were they produced by the GFA? They were, yeah. So we had our same deal. Expert instructors that created our curriculum at the college level also create this curriculum for the high school level. And it took some condensing. And, again, we aligned everything. We, we found the state standards for AVT and we took our content that aligns to those standards to really expose students to what the film industry is really like. Because as I mentioned earlier, there's kind of a misconception about it. So, uh, so we have we started three years ago, and we've now had a hundred AVTF teachers, literally from across the state. I mean, all over, uh, go through this training that we've had at Pinewood, and we're set to do it again this year, uh, which is really exciting. And that was how we started. Well, well, let me ask you, when you made those phone calls, I, I would think um, that they were very receptive. I mean, they not only told you that they needed uh, to have uh, you know, some content knowledge passed on to the teachers, but um, they would have all been thrilled. I mean, because they're trying to make their curriculums more responsive mm-hmm. to student desires. Uh, so I would imagine 
you, you batted 1,000 in terms of uh, uh, any school wanting to be involved? Yeah, yeah. The demand was incredibly high. And, I mean, e- what we find is a lot of people who teach film or AV at schools either were teaching a different subject matter and just thought it'd be fun to teach this subject, or they have some kind of broadcast bra- background, right, where they've done maybe some personal broadcast productions or done some stuff on YouTube, etc. So uh, this training was was designed to expose those teachers to kind of what the film industry's like. Um, and then in turn, you know, we're getting to impact ex- exponentially more students than we'd be able to without this program. Now, have you managed to track uh, some of the high school students and whether or not they're continuing on at one of the uh, college universities' technical uh, school programs uh, to build on what they were exposed to in high school? Mm-hmm. Great question. I mean, I, I, we don't have a formal tracking system in place, but I'm, you know, I, I've, I, I stay in touch with these teachers that have gone through the training. We do what's called a retention program, where we meet regularly, regularly, like you know, once every couple months, uh, where we talk through kind of what's going well with the curriculum, what could be better. We bring in guest speakers. We have kind of guest lecturers, and so through those conversations and through those meetings, I hear a lot of stories about students who are continuing on to take the Georgia Film Academy or pursue film at their university of their choice um, because they're so interested and passionate about it now. Now, do any of these uh, high school students get any um, on-site exposure, on-location exposure, uh, either with a a field trip? uh, uh, um, I wouldn't imagine there are internships, but there could be, I guess, for a few. Uh, But do they get exposure um, getting to go to uh, some of the studios? Yeah, so not not yet. Um, they're, for one, to be an intern, you have to be at least 18. So most high school students aren't 18. Uh, for two, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of liability issues. So a lot of the studios, and it's the studio's choices, and uh, but uh, they don't allow just random people to take tours or to walk on sets. So even you and I um, would struggle, not not only high school students, but you and I would struggle to be able to get a tour of a, a set. I, I won't be surprised that if in time, you know, the, the GFA has um, a cloud, if you will, or at least uh, uh, the respectability of an organization that would be allowed to bring in, you know, say groups of six or 12 mm-hmm. kids on the periphery of a location um, just because I could only imagine that it would really solidify uh, interest uh, and passion in kids uh, to want to stay involved. We're going to be taking a break, but we're here with Josh Lee, who's sharing with us an insider view of what the Georgia Film Academy is doing to expose Teachers who in turn are exposing students to uh, various aspects of the film and television production industry. We'll be back with Josh in a couple of minutes. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. 
Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and we're here with Josh Lee of the Georgia Film Academy. And Josh has been telling us about various aspects of how the Georgia Film Academy prepares students with the help of teachers, both in high school and on the college level, um, through the Georgia University system uh, to to actually gain hands-on uh, um, skill sets and in a variety of positions, and we'll go through those in, in a bit. But before that, tell us more about the programs, Josh. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, we started with AVTF, as I mentioned, which is kind of the production side of things. And then we worked with the Department of Education and a local district, uh, Fayette County Schools, to create a brand-new English language arts course uh, for the state of Georgia. And it's, it is so exciting, Ron. I mean, uh, this is the first new English cl- course in quite some time that's available to students to take as any other English language course option. So it's called Dramatic Writing for Film, Television, and Theater One. And so it's a full year course that can replace, um, again, you know, a, a standard English course. So we, same, just like everything else, we gathered ind- industry professionals. We had a former Netflix screenwriter, a former um, uh, Disney screenwriter. We partnered with the Alliance Theater, a bunch of English educational professionals, and we created training and curriculum for this course. So we created a full year of curriculum that focuses on film and television and, and even theater writing um, and just story writing and personal narrative. And it's been incredible how successful it's been in such a short time. So this was approved in May of 2018. We started training in summer of 2018, and and so it's only been a little over a year since we started training, and we've had 200 teachers, and we're anticipating over doubling that this year, uh, go through this training and get certified to teach this course. Um, So so the curriculum and the exposure, you know, all – also expo- uh, align to an industry that exists in their backyard, right? Um, and it's if, if I'm a personal student and I have to choose between what course, what English course I want to take, and I can go and write a screenplay and learn about an industry, I'm, I might choose to take that course. You know, no question about it. I mean, you know, when you're when you're given the option of uh, various electives in college, um, 
you're going to get course credit for this as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking about something uh, w- that is a um, elective, a, yeah. se- a seminar for which you don't get seminar, course credit. Right. It's a full blown course, mm-hmm. and, and not only that, but it's directly related to something that you could be doing uh, actually pretty soon. I mean, in some cases. Um, some of the positions that are available uh, for some of the production companies, they're not always interested in, in a ton of experience, and they're certainly not always interested in a, in, in a ton of credentials. But if you've been through a program that actually has taught you some specific skills, you're going to be in a much better position to, to actually get a position. It might be an entry-level position or an internship. But that's faster than you might get an internship, paid or mm-hmm. unpaid, in a whole slew of industry segments. So, mm-hmm. really, it's course credit and the benefits of a potential uh, position somewhere. Uh, it's got to be really, really attractive. Um, the the positions um, that are um, avo- um, available... Mm-hmm. Um, would you tell us a little bit, just kind of run down uh, the list of what, what's available and uh, maybe hit the highlights of, of each? Sure, yeah. I mean, so as we were discussing, you know, uh, just a little earlier, there are hundreds of jobs, so there's a list way longer than even what we have here. Uh, but a, a lot of the jobs and most of the jobs that are available are known as below-the-line jobs. So we have above-the-line, which are usually known as the uh, content creator, so the camera operator, the director, producer, writer, actors. And then we have the below-the-line jobs, which can be ev- everything we talked about, such as a, someone who works in set construction or grip and rigging or lighting and electric so you know when when you're thinking there's so so that said there's so many jobs that people don't think of so people don't think that they can be an engineer on a film set if you want to pursue being an engineer you can be a nurse on a film set you can be in in uh, crafty craft yeah. services which is making food on a film set location scout i mean who who would think that you could work in the film industry just scouting locations right so there are just so many different jobs um that are available for interested candidates. And again, I would suggest uh, to to listeners who have really not thought about this at length to sit and watch the credits at the end of a movie, which I always do. I just want to see if I there, you know, particularly as a Georgia production, I want to see if there's some friends uh, or people that uh, you know I know that were involved in a production. Uh, look at the sheer number of uh, positions uh, that range from craft foods to the whole audio team, you know, the whole electrical team. They're starting to give credit further down the line than ever before. And uh, um, I would imagine maybe at some point in time this popped into my head, but it's kind of a different dimension than some of the technical positions. But there are accounting firms <laughs> mm-hmm. and law firms that are acknowledged now in the credits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at some point in time, there'll be that whole dimension. You'll maybe add, uh, you know, accounting for movie production. And I'm, we're starting that course this upcoming spring. I rest my case. <laughs> I mean, you know, because uh, it's a, uh, a specific uh, skill set involved in a specific industry. Um, what uh, What is considered a, a, an office um production assistant is that a real generalized term yeah a production assistant is a pretty general term it's it can vary it's it's kind of your entry-level job onto a film set is is typically what's known as a production assistant but often um there's so many different departments that have their own production assistant that do 
different task based on the department, based on the movie, etc. Does that make sense? So, mm-hmm. if some of them could be helping with lights or cable, or uh, you know, the art department has uh, productions assistant. So it, it's kind of the the foot in the door, more or less, depending. Um, but at the same time, it varies based on what your interests are and where you get placed, and um, and the film itself. Well, I'm also wondering if, if possibly down the road, and this would be you know pretty ambitious on one hand, but do you have, uh, is it the uh, uh, AMI the, or the AFI, American Film Institute in, in uh, Los Angeles, that I think grooms uh, writer, director, producer types, mm-hmm. so on the creative side. But you and I also had a conversation about taking this interdisciplinary approach so that if you were to take uh, a few of these courses, which really make you valuable to a production company, a big one or a small one, maybe even more to a small one. And we didn't name a lot of the small production companies that are thriving here in Georgia. Um, if you were to take a few of these these courses, it would make you very valuable because you're able to wear a lot of different hats. And then that uh, combination, that interdisciplinary combination, I think would would serve a future director very well. Uh, and so I, 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 I'm imagining that at some point in time you could parlay some of this into a, uh, a director. And, and, you know, these programs do exist. I mean, USC and UCLA have director uh, uh, courses. Uh, and so uh, I won't be surprised if eventually we, we move or you move in that direction. Is, do, you, do you see that possibly on the horizon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. And, and I think, you know, that's our stance on it as well is that you're going to be so much better prepared to be a director or producer if you've been exposed and experienced these different jobs. I, th- I think of like a baseball coach or a football coach. Often they've played the game, so they really understand how the positions work together and what each position does without uh, being in the coaching role yet. So they're going to be that much better of a coach if they've been exposed and understand all kind of the actual what it tangibles that it takes to do the different positions. And that applies to the film industry as well. You're going to be so much better of a director or a writer uh, if you're understanding how the camera operates and how the you know all the teams work together to create your vision um, when it comes to to uh, making a movie. And 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 quite honestly, even better than uh, the experience that some coaches might have. Uh, generally, offense remains offense. Uh, receivers work with receivers. Quarterbacks mm-hmm. working That's with right. quarterbacks. But um, the head coaching positions, of which are very, very, very few, um, uh, those guys have even come up through, in many cases, silos. The offensive guys didn't play defense um, and uh, didn't necessarily play more than one position. If they did, uh, that makes them, I think, more valuable as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And in this case... That multidisciplinary approach really would go into making uh, someone valuable as a uh, director. Um, the Georgia Film Academy has uh, uh, Jeff uh, Stepikoff as the ex- executive director, uh, Kate McArdle as director of film, workforce development, uh, and Capstone 
uh, projects, uh, Scott Vote or Vota, uh, director of production. Uh, do you work with Dr. Aaron Levy closely? I, I do. Yeah, he's my direct supervisor. Tell, tell me a little bit about uh, his role. Yeah, so he is tasked with overseeing all academics for the Georgia Film Academy. So he focuses a lot on the curriculum development and instruction on the college side. Um, so he has helped kind of create all the training and curriculum from scratch, more or less, with these industry professionals when the Georgia Film Academy started 2016. And Wendy Quinn-Guten is the Director of Strategic Enrollment Management and Academic Mm -hmm. Operations, so you have someone also that you work hand-in-hand with, and there's got to be a lot of details associated with uh, enrollment. Yeah, well, I mean, as you see, we're a pretty small team, so we (coughs) all have to work together to make all of our different initiatives work. So all all of these initiatives that I work on on the secondary level, I have to rely and work on with, uh, you know, our small but very mighty team. So all, all of these different people you just listed have had experience that, have just led to be a perfect fit for the roles they're in now, and they all do a really fantastic job. Yeah, I get a, I get the impression you 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 run pretty lean, uh, and that you're very effective for being a small team. Uh, we don't want to forget Brandy Denard, who's an executive assistant, and Blair Witt, who's an administrative coordinator. Um, uh, is there anyone we might have left out? Yeah, we have Danny Williams, who works with Scott Votaw in, in production. Um, we have Carla Frazier, who works with Wendy uh, on strategic enrollment, and they are also do a fantastic job together. Yeah, I want to give a real uh, tip of the hat uh, shout-out to uh, the whole team, should anyone be listening, because... I think you do a really fantastic job. Um, you know, we talked earlier about your role in supporting the industry, uh, not so much uh, the industry today, although I would I would imagine there are some people in some of these programs that are going immediately into uh, a, a role on one on on a production because. 43 TV shows uh, and movies being filmed in just October. You mentioned 455 over the last 12 months are slated for this year, uh, last, right, last year. year. Yeah. And um, But 43 in, in one month alone is a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it may well be more than currently in Los Angeles or New York. Maybe not. It's going to be probably no further down the line than the third uh, number of uh, TV and film productions, but but that means hundreds or thousands of positions. Mm-hmm. Now those positions, as we as you mentioned earlier, used to be filled by crews moving into um, uh, Atlanta temporarily for the duration of that production. Mm-hmm. Then slowly, that number uh, turned into people who said, "Hey, I'll stick around for uh, another production with another studio," or you know they may stay with. Uh, Pinewood or uh, Screen Gems or uh, one of the other studios, uh, Tyler Perry. Um, but as those people became permanent residents and as you groom people to be um, in various roles, I mean, that contributes to the local economy, and that's that would have been um, – a very influential factor in the uh, the state legislator wanting legislature wanting to be supportive as well. Uh, we're going to be taking another break, but we're here with Josh Lee of the Georgia Film Academy, and he's been sharing some really fascinating background on how the GFA supports the film and television industry. We'll be back right after this break.
Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And I'm with Josh Lee of the Georgia Film Academy. And Josh is offering a really nice uh, insider view of what goes on with the Georgia Film Academy to support the Georgia film and television industry. And... I can't imagine that uh, you won't be uh, playing a, a bigger and bigger role in the future generation of, of technically skilled um, production uh, support for the industry. Um, you told a story um, when we were off the air about Frank Patterson from um, Screen, or rather from uh, the Pinewood Studios. <clears throat> for people not familiar with Pinewood Studios, that is the. Uh, uh, production uh, company um, that originally based out of London, and and it might have been James Bond uh, franchise that, that put him on the map, but then the Lord of the Rings uh, franchise and a, a lot of other uh, prestigious um, um, productions, they have a facility here in Atlanta, and, and many people may not be familiar with the fact that the production facilities here are uh, go toe-to-toe with production facilities there in sheer uh, volume of production and size of operations. I believe they're both like 230-some acres. They both have a similar number of sound stages, which is one way to measure you know, the magnitude of uh, the size of a production company. And you were telling me uh, something, that uh, an observation that Frank Patterson had made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when he first started seeing productions come, and this is something we were talking about earlier, is that he was noticing L.A. license plate, L.A. license plate, L.A. license plate, maybe a New York license plate. And that was, you know, three or four years ago. And now that we're, we have a hub at Pinewood Studios and we've been doing this for three or four years, now he's noticing that there's so many more Georgia license plates in the parking lot. So it's, it's working. We're getting Georgians into the jobs in the film industry. Um, and, and, you know, I, you may uh, know because I um, mentioned this to you that I was on the uh, corporate industrial uh, production side 
Um, I worked with little production companies uh, that uh, primarily worked also on the on the on the corporate side, you know, for Coca Cola or IBM or Georgia Pacific, uh, with companies like Georgia Pacific having their own internal studios as well as the Coca Cola company. But a lot of those people have were highly skilled and and have gone on to great careers. Uh, in the uh, film and television industry with these uh, studios. Tell us about this other dimension uh, working uh, with the Avid program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. So Avid is the film and television editing software, as I mentioned earlier, for for film and television. Um, And we've partnered with them. So now the Georgia Film Academy is the southeast training hub for Avid post-production. And our main training facility is down at Pinewood Studios. But so focusing on my role, we are going to be launching high school teacher training where we're going to be certifying high school teachers who can in turn certify high school students with a internationally recognized professional certification for editing. So you see the three kind of dimensions that I'm focused on, which is AVTF, which is production, dramatic writing, which is uh, content creation or pre-production, and then uh, Avid, which is post-production, kind of the full ecosystem of the film industry that we're starting at the high school level and the tr- that we're exposing students to. And, you know, as I mentioned, we've had 300 teachers now from literally across the state that are now exposing their students and training their students so that when they do come up, they can be ready and prepared. And, by the way, there's 23 different institutions they can go to and take three semesters, and by the third semester, they can be in the industry. So we're really trying to, trying to create that full pathway or that full pipeline for the industry for students. And, and you know, again, we're going to go back to those rolling, those scrolling credits uh, at the end of a movie. A lot of times, uh, if it's a, a movie that is... Um, in part or in whole on location in a foreign country, you'll see names that correspond. Uh, there'll be, uh, um, you know, a, a, a Vietnamese crew or there'll be an Indian crew or a Russian crew, uh, along with uh, the crew that was, uh, that came out from uh, the U.S. In post-production, you will see armies of people in uh, foreign countries that are involved in in post-production we're talking about more jobs for more um, uh, americans and and georgians um that are actually going to be created or uh, for which you're going to groom people to take those positions and uh and that's thousands of jobs more because those are some of the i mean on some of the uh digital uh editing there are just thousands of people, uh, 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 you know, as you can see in the credits. Um, well, literally hundreds and, and in, you know, in total thousands. It used to be that just Turner Broadcasting, who has their animations group, had probably the largest army of digital animators and, and, and post-production folks. But now um, more of those people, I would imagine, we'll see more uh, post-production facilities opening up uh, along with the uh, set location production facilities uh, here in, in Georgia. Josh, I want to turn to you for a moment because our, our, our listeners are always endlessly fascinated with how anyone got to anywhere in their career. And you have a, a background that's that's pretty well suited for what you're doing. If, if I dare say uh, you are uh, cast in the right role, um, tell us a little bit about uh, 
Well, let's go back as far as we can when you were doing anything that you think could have led to your current position and just walk us through that evolution. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I think I'll start in college where I did a uh, program called Washington Media Institute that exists. It's an experiential education program that focuses on like actually getting hands-on experience and exposure for students. And that kind of changed my life and perspective or perception of education as a whole. So, you know, I think as a student I wasn't fond of education, and getting this experience kind of made me love education. So during that experience, I interned at CNBC, so that was kind of my first real television job. Um, Came back to Atlanta and ended up working at CNN uh, for about a year. And then uh, from my contacts from when I was in D.C., I actually moved back to D.C., and I spent about two years there running my own production company. Um, And it ended up being a pretty successful company. I was having about five to seven gigs. I had to hire three people. Um, And it was, you know, I was essentially a jack-of-all-trades, right? So I was having to learn to do all the steps, um, et cetera. So moving on. Yeah, well, I want to just interject here when we're talking about Mm -hmm. interdisciplinary skills. Mm -hmm. I mean, that experience has helped you in this role as well, I would imagine. exactly. Because you kind of walk the walk and you're able to talk the talk based on that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I moved to Florida for a startup that was kind of irrelevant, but at the same time, great experience to learn kind of building a startup. Um, Moved back to Georgia and ended up getting a job teaching at Northview High School uh, where I fell in love with with education uh, and leading education. So uh, I was there for about four years, one teacher of the year at the school with no teaching background. Uh, We won lots of state and national competitions. Our our team did. Um, My favorite experience that I've ever had. Uh, I got promoted to the district level where I worked for Fulton County Schools, um, overseeing film and television, as well as, you know, helping with curriculum for the ABTF classes. I started an internship program where I was getting students from literally across the district, which is a pretty big district, uh, jobs, making videos or making, doing productions and getting exposure. We went to, you know, NBC, uh, CNN, a bunch of those different places where they got kind of behind the scenes look at how these organizations run. So through that internship program, I was getting them uh, connected to movie studios since it was kind of blossoming at the time. And uh, through that, I got connected to the Georgia Film Academy. And because of these different experiences where I've been kind of working with high school education at, at the school level, district level, and now state level, I kind of have, as you mentioned, I mean, kind of some background and exposure to the production process as well as now um, exposure to education Um and it's what I'm really passionate about. It's what I love doing. I think it's what gets me out of bed is um, creating these kind of innovative opportunities for students that they don't get in their traditional classroom. Well, you know, you mentioned early on that you were not enamored with education. A lot yeah. of times it's because it's not the right subject matter. Right. You know, I, I, right. I think we had a chat and we were talking about my background. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I think I'm a media guy is because you know, it's it's uh, a, a multidisciplinary um approach to everything you know news for me and uh gave me exposure to both the media but also various subjects you know it made it more interesting and you found something then uh, that you could really be passionate about which is uh media in a sense but 
film and uh, television specifically, do you do hands-on uh, training of some of the teachers? Do you have any interaction with the students? Tell us about your your kind of your day-to-day role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my day-to-day is so varied because we are a small but m- mighty team, right? So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm tasked with staying in, ch- in touch with the 300 teachers that have gone through our training. Um, so I just I chat with them on a regular basis. I attend all the trainings and help where I can. Uh, you know, I help with the curriculum development. And, uh, you know, leading some of those training sessions. And then uh, I also go around and speak to lots of high school students and classrooms. And we try to do uh, different tours for high school groups and teachers, etc. Well, you know, Josh, I, you know, as I said earlier, I, I think you're, you're perfectly suited in many ways. I mean, uh, maybe someone can envision someone who is... Um better suited but I, I really can't imagine uh that person being better than 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 someone like you and i can hear and feel the passion i think our listeners can as well um and i i, I when we had jeff uh, stefakoff on the program you know he was passionate as well i think we're very lucky to have the georgia film academy here in georgia and i i, I bet the industry is uh, thrilled as well Thank you for taking the time to come on to the Business Hour and being my guest. Yeah, thanks so much, Ron. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. We're on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. We'll see you on the radio and Internet next week. Have a great weekend. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.